I V M. Please note that the language and ideas presented on the show might not be suitable for everyone. If you're under 18, make sure your mom isn't around. If you're over 80, why is your mom around? You're listening to Cyrus Says. On our New Year special episode, looking back at politics of the year 2017, we put together Kasparov and Kasparov, the two greatest minds in India. That is Amit and Amit, Doshi and Varma. Also, to referee it, Naveen, our comedian producer friend. All this on our New Year special. Don't miss it. Why follow your auntie's advice when you can follow Cyrus Says on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated about the latest shows. All right, here on Cyrus Says, I haven't worked with MTV since 2011, but I still get people in the last week of December calling me up or sending me emails saying, "Can you please let me get tickets for the Pawai party?" I couldn't get tickets during my MTV years. I cannot get you tickets now. Do not call me up. I'm 46 years old. I have no idea about these parties. I don't know where Pawai is. I go with my good friend Amit Doshi last uh, for Mood Indigo. We took 39 minutes to find a place which was four hours away. So my point is, do not bother me. We can't help you. Leave us alone. We're too old. It's called Cyrus says. And that's what Cyrus says. All right, special episode of Cock and Bull. This is the year-ender political special for which Amit Doshi who joins us, Naveen who's with us, my producer and comedian friend. We have the greatest Indian that has ever lived, Amit Verma. Ooh, yes. not the actor. He is the second greatest. <laughs> you, Amit Verma, the writer, are the greatest. I'm at the very least the greatest Amit Verma. You are easily the greatest Verma <laughs> and perhaps the greatest Amit. But keep in mind, Mr. Bachchan earns a little bit more. Oh, well, what to say? Yeah. Oh, why waste time? Let's get on. Let's and, plug your um, show. Your show is called. My show is called The Scene and the Unseen. Let's say it again, just so we plug it properly. The most popular podcast on IBM I'll, I'll Networks, <laughs> bar none. Can I do a highlight? The Scene and the Unseen, hosted by Amit Verma. Highlights yeah. package, slow motion. The Scene and the Unseen. Are you worried about <laughs> what may happen? No, my listenership is very old. <laughs> so I have to talk okay. slowly. Okay. Uncle, listen. The scene and the unseen. What is it about? Uncle, auntie. The scene and the unseen is about the scene and unseen effects of public auntie policy. Me. Yeah. No, oh. no. I'm not uncle auntieing you. I what mean, do you say? I argue for Can you say one uncle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is he calling me uncle? We're like two guys on speed. <laughs> the show's yeah. going nowhere. Ha, go yeah. on. The scene and the unseen basically looks at the scene and unseen effects of public policy, including some of the things we'll discuss today, like demonetization. Now, when you put it in this dry fashion, I'm sure we get lots of people saying, "Wow, let's tune in." Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. People should listen. Yeah, you're just the producer who loves everything. I listen, love. we Amit's go together. You so, have any Cyrus to help you? No, I want to do Sophie's choice here and choose between you and me. He can keep one child. All right, yeah. 2017. Let's waste time. We'll run out of time soon. I'll uh, be in. Now, in you're the anchor. Okay, I am uh, the anchor, and <laughs> the first topic we're covering is uh, the effect of demonetization. Like we just entered the year after November, uh, the first Jan of this year was. With people worrying about what will happen. Oh right, that's right. The, the long lines were continuing in Jan. Yeah, and we were told that it'll all end in six months. But we'll come <laughs> to that a little later. Amit, reactions. Uh, go back in time. How was your demonetization experience? Yes, yeah, so your was, debut. I was actually one of the first people to write against it in the public domain. I wrote a column in the Times of India in the Hindu Business Line, and I, I was like completely right from the start. The thing about reactions were good. <laughs> reactions were outside your house. People whistling. <laughs> They were very interesting. Let's let's put it like that. But you wear a helmet at bath times as well. I'm told. 
world. But here's the thing with something like demonetization is that economic data takes a long time to get in. So people who defended it could defend it for a while because what it really affected was the informal economy. You don't have any data on that. But the informal that. economy is very important for people. Absolutely. Like you, you play poker, I do events. <laughs> <laughs> poker and events are not important, but you know, your chaiwala and, and most of the hey, most don't small social businesses. On me. Don't you get leftist? <laughs> who cares about that damn chaiwala? Does he do poker? Then screw him. This is so funny. You're calling me leftist. One minute, one minute. One minute, chaiwala. Chaiwala. By chaiwala, I mean general chaiwalas. General chaiwalas. Chaiwalas all over the world. Every chaiwala from Boston to Bombay. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. Stop it, Amit, please, save me. Right, so, uh, you know, for a long time, Demon had his defenders and people saying that, hey, it's not so bad and, um, uh, uh, you know, the long-term effects will be good. And uh, and that wasn't the case. As we eventually found out, uh, you know, our GDP growth rate went down drastically. And How much? Uh, it went down by more than a percentage point. And the thing to remember is, the important figure is that 1% rise in GDP takes 2 million people out of poverty in India. 1% up, 2 million people get out of poverty. Two people, so people, 1 million down, converse. Uh, not converse. They don't get back into poverty, but that's the opportunity cost. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. But that's, yeah. How can you use a phrase like back into poverty? How exactly. can you use it? You know what you are already. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Uh, so so that's, that was the opportunity <laughs> cost of demonetization. Bastard. That was the opportunity cost of demon. And the interesting thing is that politically, they did not suffer at all. Because one of the things you have to note about Modi is how good he is at managing the narrative. And he reinvented himself into a sort of class warrior, Garibo Ka Neta in this period. That's what the, yeah. and, and, and it's interesting that if you look back on his trajectory... So from the Hindu Neta, the, the Samrath, yeah. he moved towards the Garibo or the Aam Admi, forgive me, Kejival, sort of guy. Huh. Yeah, there was sort of... Uh, you got two of the three poles. The first pole was Hindu Rede Samrath, which was his whole post-2002 streak. When the it first avatar. Obvious at the, the beginning. Obvious avatar, yeah. Uh, the second avatar was Vikas Purush. Oh, right. He's right, a right, development right. Of course. guy. He's going because, to bring development. Be Vikas yeah. because what and the third one is this class warfare guy. Where, for yeah. example, he sold uh, demonetization saying that, hey, you know, the rich guys are suffering more. The black money people... But initially, are he didn't get a good reaction to that. Yeah. You, you, people from lower social economies were almost happy that you yeah. know, the Sharmas yeah. and the Varmas, to quote you, no, I think, the same line. You know, like, I, I have friends within the BJP and the administration. And the thing is, this was actually a conscious plan made when that whole... You remember the whole suit boot ka period? It was one of the best uh, lines used by the Congress against him. It was in a, a fabulous sense. line. It, it was, was fabulous line. Yeah, At that point, he was the mercantile yeah. representative, yeah. sort of. Yeah. One of the rare moments of great copywriting. By mistake. By mistake. Yeah. <laughs> they try everything. <laughs> something happen. sticks. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's when <laughs> they got. It's quite funny. It was just I'm just picturing the entire. The room is filled with guys who are planning. <laughs> Keep insulting Modi. <laughs> <laughs> the right, yeah. The right yeah. So it was pretty much a conscious plan then for him to reinvent himself as a Garibo Kaneta and the interesting thing is that all these different narratives he's built around himself are coexisting simultaneously to a certain group of people he is Hindu well, that's, that's Samrat, point. and Mandir Banayenge and to another so group of people so he's secular in a sense yeah and he hasn't made no no in a sense you're reaching different people but here's the interesting thing he hasn't delivered to any of them he hasn't made the Mandir on development he's gone backwards he's more socialist than the, really you know, the government before him the toilets I'm waiting for the Swachh Bharat is not really totally gone well, well I mean Anka Chopra had a broom in her hand and two minutes later she had a police uniform in America and some show which was terrible. That proves it. Swachh Bharat has worked. Priyanka Ante- Chopra had Priyanka proved. Chopra screwed it up for us, not Narendra Modi. We should take it out on her. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and don't watch that show called whatever it's called. Quantico. Qu- only you would have watched that show. I'm sure you would. Yeah, it's, it's a decent show. There's no quality. It's all Quantico. And even on class warfare, despite the spiel, he's actually hurting the poor far more with things like demonetization and GST, which we can discuss down the road the way it's implemented. Okay, quickly. Just, hmm. And in the, in the matter... 
cashless economy was the big cry mm. and terrorism uh, being yeah. handled better if we take away the cash because that's how they function has this at all now one year plus one year two months has it at all happened the data doesn't say so if you actually look at the terrorist attacks or the cross border attacks or what has happened in There's kashmir no it is yeah. worse forget no drop it is much worse and it is worse because of the policies of this government now for example one of the bjp ministers said that hey prostitution has gone down because of demon but damn it every business went down because there was no cash That's rubbish so the tipping in <laughs> prostitution has gone down they used to tip ha uh, madam ji well done 50 rupees i'll defer to your wisdom and experience so we've gone together <laughs> remember they always remember indians and foreign brothels because we argue nobody else argues we're like nah, 10 rupees kam karo it's always that my you wife listens to the show does your wife listen to the no, show my wife doesn't know i'm married uh. <laughs> right back to us right so what you're saying is a false dawn in a sense i won't say false prophet false dawn what i'm saying is that they benefited in terms of narrative because they controlled that so well see here's one thing you have to understand so pr is good performance not so see here's the thing you have to understand about modi winning elections is all about optics it's all about campaigning so he is on permanent campaign mode he doesn't care about governance and actually what we are finding out is that governance doesn't really matter it's optics how you control the narrative it's like the Chinese whole pr is on the move yeah mm. and also the masterful thing he's managed to do is he's managed to a uh, position all opposition to him as being opposition to india as being anti national yeah. so if you anti modi you are automatically anti national and then it's very hard to argue so if you argue with someone ki yaar demonetization was bad they'll be like are kya baat kar rahe ho anti national hai modi is trying to get black money out of the country somebody is doing we something we get that a lot you're absolutely right yeah. so i stopped drinking which leads to fights god <laughs> <laughs> asking the same thing uh, since you talk of drinking people are speculating that prohibition will be his next big move i mean if you remember when nitish the gentrification of india uh, yeah. the biharification and if when mm-hmm. carried out prohibition it was like a quid pro quo modi Can I have prohibition verification is even more scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's yeah. a common narrative everywhere like even you're speaking yeah oh thank god i have two cents <laughs> let me give them but like i tell my local things every morning and this in in the groups that the trains have they have this constant you know back and forth going around well there'll be like two people three people against arguing yeah the banter for and against yeah yeah about bjp and congress and it's, it's very like it's very machoistic it's very jingoistic also it's good way. actually in a way if they actually think of congress as an opposition no, because we started 2014 15 with them being massacred yeah. there is some sign of blood in the cops and they're coming back i think I mean, to be honest one reason that the congress has done well in gujarat is because we've seen a bunch of outstanding new leaders come up like jignesh mewani who's really mobilized the so dalit movement out okay, there necessary- hardik patel done a great job out there i really think that's made more hardik patel done a great job or is he just a lot of talk and no seats look politics is a lot of talk hardik patel didn't stand for elections Correct. because he's so under how, how do you tangibly point out what he's done in the gujarat election i think you get reports from the ground and the crowds people are drawing and the kind is it of the movie? Uh, resonance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or did he make the movie did he make the movie <laughs> as movie, an expert yeah. Which movie? Okay, so it's it's a dirty film. An insignificant party, dar. No, yes, absolutely right. Listen, short on location, brother. Have you not had sex in your life? What's wrong with sex? Yeah, I mean, no, was uh, it him? Was it him? I don't know. If it was, why would you hold that against him? Everybody has sex. I didn't. He was respectful of the lady there. So, yeah. So you know what's the problem? So, so sexism has been debarred <laughs> forever. Fair enough. Okay. Next chief minister of Gujarat. I have no idea. I mean, I, I nobody I seems to. So well. No, no one gives a shit. I mean, it's a doesn't really matter. What, what, what Remote control from Delhi, exactly. Or Vietnam, or Australia, or France. Look, at least, at least not Russia. We don't have the same kind of problems the Americans have. No, Putin has already decided who's going to win February. It's already done. Okay, let's move on. I think we've uh, overdone this yes, topic. Yes, moving right. on to UP elections. Give us CM Aditya Nath. Abhi Doshi, please say something. You've been quiet. What's there to say about the UP elections? Forty percent. We've discussed this, of course. We're repeating ourselves, but this is the end of the year. Forty percent between Dalits. 
and Muslims, and you win by what close to eighty percent margin. Oh, yeah. that's a huge, I mean, an unprecedented. They didn't have a position. So Cyrus, there's this very good book which came. What out. happened to Akhilesh? There's this very good book which came out this year called How the BJP Wins by a friend of mine called Prashant Shah. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met Prashant. He's been on an episode of the scene, and the unseen people should read. Yeah, yeah. People should visit the episode he did with me, and his book is really good. I like his hair. Just to one side. Only Elton John. You like his hair. But I don't think he swings that way, brother. You're objectifying intellectuals. Einstein, biggest sex symbol of all time. Einstein. Nobody looked under his neck. As you said, everybody needs to have sex, including Hardik Patel and including including intellectuals. Yeah. You're talking about Prashant Jha's sex life on our show. On our year. You just made him look like a. I didn't make him look like a what? Elton John is an iconic figure. Who would want to look like Elton John? If I made that hair, he'd look like Elton John. Prashant Jha wouldn't like want to look like Elton John. So he makes a bunch of interesting points and uh people have the simplistic view that BJP has these two narratives there's a development narrative there's a hindutva narrative there's a lot more than that and what they did in UP was they went and broke down the caste configurations and uh, the 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 master stroke there was they decided that even among the castes which traditionally don't vote for them there are subcastes there which are resentful of the dominant subcaste for example among the yadavs among the obcs the yadavs are dominant so the non yadav obcs resent the yadavs collectively similarly okay. uh, similarly when mayawati was Uh, in charge the dalits who got the lion share of benefits were the jatavs which are the dominant subcaste but the non jatav uh, dalits resented that so they so, played your enemy becomes my friend thing yeah so what they did was they put together a coalition which had non yadav obcs non jatav dalits which had their traditional uh, upper caste that vote for them anyway and they completely counted out the muslim vote because they're not going to vote for them anyway and this coalition uh, got them the numbers that they did and it, it, you know people always said that with identity politics so strong in up with the way people vote along caste lines the bjp can never break through because their whole um, uh, you know unifying all the hindu thing is never going to happen but what they did was they entered that caste game they played it better than anyone else they had a magnificent ground game so which... anti incumbency caste is what happened It's not exactly anti-incumbency caste. It's that think about it this way: you are more inclined to go out and vote uh, because of a negative feeling, like if you resent something or you hate someone, than a positive feeling, a warm feeling of goodwill. You're more likely to vote hate if you're politics. angry. Hmm. I mean, Doshi, say something. <laughs> about what? Pay attention. I'm paying attention. I mean, what about doing a discourse and all I'm doing is asking questions <laughs> like a child in class? And you're like, you're like the spice because those two other this, ones. At this point, Mel B. Mel B. No, Mel B is the well-known one. Mel C. Mel C. That's right. Yeah, we're. And Mel D. I'm not that. And, and my favorite, Mel V. Mel V, yeah, Mel V. <laughs> Big shoulders. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I agree with that. I see the thing is, I agree with everything he's saying right now. So there's not that much to. There's nothing to remark. We amidst hang yeah. together. Yeah. No, see, the only question is, I think none of us read the writing on the wall. Leaders oh. <laughs> say not Mulayam and Akhilesh. Mayawati herself, oh. not a force in the first time in about five or six elections where she didn't figure on the board. Yeah, she yeah. didn't score. She was like yeah. one. In, but then there are again anti-incumbency is a big. No, so his right? point is well made, which is obviously they voted on mass against yeah. certain castes. and they were just massacred no, 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 no not just that like what prashant points out in his book is that modi is now can be counted upon as a leader of the dalits in up and and the reason for this is that Uh, he hasn't done just tokenism there. What the BJP have done this is they've taken Dalits into the party. They're actually building temples to the Dalit idols. They are actually investing in the community, and you see this even in a place like Gujarat, where Dalits have a very good reason to be pissed off against the BJP. But it's not that Mewani's got all of the. And, Dalit and Dalits were the one vote bank they didn't have. 
that they didn't have. Yeah. So they're trying to and and my question. It's a huge vote bank, uh, Pan India. It's a huge vote bank, Pan India. And my, and my question to Prashant in my podcast was that look, on the one hand, you have the BJP, which is talking about this sort of Hindutva thing, which is more of an upper caste thing, and on the other hand, you see a party which is brilliant on the ground and willing to do anything to win elections. So do they really believe in the Hindutva thing? And which is an interesting sort of contradiction. So Machiavellian situation. It's Machiavellian situation. But Prashant Singh was that those are their core uh, values which they will never abandon. So it, it is a Hindutva party. It will remain a Hindutva party. The party of development. I think they read Alex sources. Ferguson's uh, biography. This is following his way. We will find <laughs> a way to win. Score goal. Uh, we have to take a quick break. I've been told by Naveen, but Amit has been entertaining. Um, let's other, get into. Yeah, let's I want talk Amit about. and Naveen to talk a little more when we come back after the break, so that people know they are alive. Parents of Amit and parents of Naveen, they are alive. They're all okay. We'll see them after the break or here. Then. All right, your end, Amit Verma, Amit Doshi. There's two Amits for the price of one. Naveen, for yes, some reason, didn't pay for that. And me, <laughs> and we're talking about the well, the year that's been. We've discussed UP, we've discussed yeah. demonetization and yeah. the avatars of the Prime Minister, who's still uh, leading the way, he's still in striker position at the moment. But somewhere in the midfield, we have a Congress trying to reassert itself, and I hope we have a fight coming up. We'll talk about that at the end, but mm. what's the next topic? We'll take a break from Indian politics, go to uh, the land of dreams, Yeah. go to US and uh, meet President Trump. And uh, this year has been especially weird for Trump because a lot of people who were working with him, like you know, basically just like took off. Can't work in the next yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, they also have a lot of uh, discussion going on. Like they are like, right now in India, very worried with regards to net neutrality and with other issues with regards to uh, you know they are the latest. What was that bill they passed recently? Which one in the U.S.? Yeah. The tax bill. Yeah. Where they cut out uh, Obamacare. Obamacare. So a lot of this has come under flag now, and uh, let's discuss that. Okay, I have no idea what he said, but right. Amit... Let's talk know. about Trump. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about Trump. Uh, <laughs> just to quickly do another plug, we had an episode on Obamacare on the scene in the unseen. I know, I disagree and with him before, yeah, before, before Trump. Obamacare before Trump or because he came Obamacare in... Per no, se. Obamacare I mean, the bill itself, is what it is. Okay. So Obamacare we had an interesting itself. episode where my no, guest had... Uh, my guest had a point of view that Obamacare was the reason that Trump won because of the resentment it stroked. And it's true that Obamacare has a lot of incredibly no, uh, Trump won effects, because people didn't like the fact that there was a black man president. I mean, like, it's it really is that. Oh, you, you know, Amit, you uh, uh, you know, Amit here's the thing. A lot of the people who voted for Trump, a lot of the districts which voted for Trump voted for Obama in 2012. So I'm not sure that's entirely I fair to say it's is, entirely racist. I, I think that it is, uh, it's very, very close to that. So, I mean, like, you're talking about four specific counties, right, which went for Obama in the previous and that, and yeah, sure, there is some of that. But the fact that he got the votes that he got, it was all white resentment. See, I mean, got him to talk. Yeah, I, you know, and honestly, you guys <laughs> can sit and speculate about this for four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. But there's no way you can tangibly tell me this and that. Otherwise, it's a cocktail of reasons. It's, yeah, it's by it's everyone, every year. It's what we can all reason. agree on is this: You heard of the Turing test? Yes. Yeah. So the Turing test in artificial intelligence is a test where you're talking to someone mm. and you can't make out whether they're a machine or a I human. I don't think Trump Now, passes. Donald Trump is the first person who fails a human test, yeah. oh, the Turing test. Yeah, which is not sure. Which is really... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at... IQ test. No, but he doesn't no. answer anything, right? He look just, at his he, Twitter he, feed, for example. He doesn't make any no, my, my problem with him is his personality more than issues. We'll come to issues in a second. The personality is a huge problem because you can't behave like an infant. You see, you can't fight with a comedian. Yeah. Or, I mean, you're, you're, the, you're the head of the largest economy in the world and you're fighting with a comedian on television... 
I mean, it's just and calling him names. Yeah. You know, you idiot. How dare you? Nah, I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean while on the campaign trail, he abused his disabled journalist yeah, and, and mocked the way yeah, he yeah. Uh, spoke yeah. and walked. And he called. Uh, I mean, football players sons of bitches for the fact that yeah. they're protesting over. And Paco Hontas for the Native American veteran. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who does that? I mean, how dumb can you be? Well, no, that's it's actually even nastier than that because what he's doing is he's making fun of somebody else yeah. by calling her Pocahontas, who has yeah. basically very minuscule Native American heritage. But that's not the point. The, the point of the matter is it's like racism. No, no it's racism. It, but, no, it's, but, it's strong on multiple levels. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think, you know, in history, you can look back and there are, you know, presidents you disagree with and presidents you think are bad presidents. There's never been a guy like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has just plumbed see, new depths. See, when the NFL guys kneel on one knee, mm. uh, who's the guy who started? Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, uh, Kaepernick yeah. and gang uh, did all this. Uh, it's more about Black Lives Matter and racism. Yeah. It's not exactly about I hate America. Yeah. Okay? Exactly. It, but he just decided that you're anti-national and you should be... Uh, he didn't decide it. I mean, like, no, this no, but is... He took he, he There's no need to go in that direction. Yeah. You're making a protest about something. It's a it's a civil protest. Yeah. I think it's perfectly okay. It's a civil protest where you're trying to make a point. Nothing more, nothing less. In a democracy, the biggest democracy in the world, you're you're turning around and saying, "How dare you?" Which is which the oldest, first president? Oldest democracy. This is oldest democracy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The first president to actually take that kind of you know tone. Which yeah. is unnecessary. I mean, it goes without saying. And the thing is, I wasn't a big fan of Obama, but you contrast it to Obama, the man like of such immense dignity and such grace yeah. and absolutely. You know, you you, you, you just look at. For example, you look at the rapport that Obama had with the presidents before him, with yeah, the two yeah. Bushes, with Clinton, the way they all used to come together, the way the dignity they of the office other. was preserved. Yeah. The dignity of the office yeah. was preserved, and now and you, the Twitter, you didn't correct the spellings on Twitter. Yeah. He didn't use it. No, there's, a, there's a straight up competence issue, right? I mean, like Trump, just the uh, no, he's yeah. abused the yeah. office's yeah. dignity. You're bang on, man. End of the day, yeah. he's not a president. He's like a nutcase. No, and I mean, he's like that rich kid in class who just says what he wants to. How and but absolutely the worst thing beyond all the pussy grabbing and beyond the abuse and beyond the Twitter. Absolutely the worst thing is that. He likes his steaks well done. And doesn't go with his macho yeah. culture. And he actually, yeah. I think he had a company which made Donald Trump steaks or yes, whatever. Yeah. Which yeah. Steaks were very high. But the favorite thing this year was when some uh, employee of the social media agency hired by Trump's office uh, deleted his account before leaving the office. No, that was a Twitter, Twitter, uh, that was a Twitter, Twitter account. Yeah. 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 No, no, but it was a Twitter uh, contractor. Whatever. Yeah, but some person like actually deleted the account. Yeah. His Twitter it. account, yeah. the Twitter yeah. guy, before he left Twitter, oh, yeah. deleted. Yeah. For a moment, all was well with the world. For 40 minutes. Yeah. For 40 minutes, there was no 40 reply. 40 minutes of peace. Yeah. He didn't attack uh, Academy Award winner. No, but he's, uh, he, he lashes Seven out like everything, right? I mean, like, he, he'll just, like, you know, anything that comes out against him, he'll just lash out at it. And, like, and, so, like, I, I, I want to talk about a book I uh, read a while back, which I recommend you guys read. It's a book by a philosopher called Harry Frankfurt. It's okay. called On Bullshit. Okay. Okay, it's a book on bullshit. called Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's a, he's a fine philosopher, and he's written a lot of other good stuff. So, his theory is that bullshit is different from lying. Here's how. When you're lying you know the truth but you're choosing not to tell the truth because you want to deceive when you're bullshitting you don't care about the truth it's the truth doesn't matter just, you'll yeah. just say whatever you feel like so at the like moment shows. and it our may shows even be true and it may even be true <laughs> yeah. at some point in time yeah. so uh, no, uh, and, and Trump is in that sense and I, I would argue to an extent even uh, Modi's administration yeah. are classic bullshitters they don't really care about the truth anymore exactly. because we are in the post-truth era. also no it's possible does. that xenophobia is much more than we think in America much more prevalent so when is. he came to office with his uh, no nonsense straight up you know it appealed to a lot of people it was almost charming that someone straight up guy saying I don't want Mexicans uh, <laughs> black 
guys are destroying our, our culture and our world. Uh, the Arabs are the worst people in the world. You know, it just appeals to people. So let's face it, there's a lot of people out there who like that kind of rhetoric. Yeah. See, my, my, my theory is that in India, the term I use is closet bigots. But my theory is that uh, there are a lot of people who shared those sentiments all along, right? But there's a term called preference falsification. These are things you don't say in polite society that Fair Mexicans enough. are rapists, you know, foreigners should be but stopped from coming You're bang on again because in India we heard the same sort of stuff coming yeah. out yeah. with the rise of the BJP and the RSS. So here's what I think has made the difference and it's something that we should yeah. be worried about because it's otherwise something we're really gung-ho about. And, and people, be, people we grow up with and people yeah, around us. We're not talking about somebody that, somewhere. That preference falsification ended and when preference falsification ends it's called a preference cascade. So what happened is social media allowed the bigots and misogynists of the world to discover mm. that they weren't alone, that everyone was like them. Yeah. And suddenly you don't this need This is why I said ban social media. <laughs> you, you can learn how to no. do a bomb, you can join I think, ISIS. I mean, yeah, what are you yeah. doing, guys? I think technology is amazing. I love social media. The only good thing that came happened. out of it was porn. That's the only good thing. And look at the rest. Look at the rest. I can't agree with you. Podcast came uh, out of it. Yeah, podcasting came. The two Ps. Yeah. Okay, mm. we keep porn and podcast. Sometimes it's <laughs> the same thing. If we are allowed, sponsor, listen to me. If we are allowed, we'll make it the same thing. Hey, my question for Amit, man. Have yes. an erotica podcast. Why not? Yeah. Amit and me and Amit, yeah. Varna are the people for you. Because you my go. dulcet tone, Cyrus's imagination, we've yes. covered. And even though we, between right. us, have had sex three times, once yeah. with animals, the fact of the matter is, we love the subject. Let's do How it. do you know about my rendezvous with the goat? Because I was wearing the costume. <laughs> 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 and that wasn't my backside, you idiot. <laughs> right, I was wondering. Yeah. All right, <laughs> quick, we're running out of time. Right. What's up, Namin? Next thing we discuss is the GST bill passing. Hmm. And the effect it does The have. Congress's GST bill, which was passed by the BJP uh, recently. Mr. Yeah. Amit Verma, your thoughts? My thoughts are that, look, first... Because Mr. Amit, though, sorry to interrupt, has, is violently pro. <laughs> yeah. I am generally, yeah, I'm pro-GST. Pro-GST. See, here's the thing. I'm pro-GST in concept. However, the way... One tax. Yeah, one tax. Keep it simple. The idea is like like Modi called it the good and simple tax, which is what it should have been, which is what it... Double sink tax. Technically yeah. not. <laughs> uh, the thing is, when you have so many slabs and exemptions, and again, to plug my show, and I had... switching, an, switching, switching. Yeah, and I had an episode of The Scene and the Unseen on this with Devang Shudatta. Go check it the out. The Scene and the Unseen. Is, 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 is that, is that your show? That's my show. Check. I want to check out that scene in the unseen. Finally, yeah. the one with the GST, uh, yeah, you know, the the roller coaster herd. bit. Yeah. So, so the th- thing is that. It's perverse that when you want to simplify taxes and reduce friction, you're actually creating so many slabs, so many exemptions. And understand what they do. It basically means that it opens a way for political corruption, that lobbies which are close to the PM can get a slab which they want and others don't. It becomes like a... And nothing new in politics when your Gujarat elections are near, suddenly for the trading community and the the people who sell things, your wholesalers and whatever, the the GST thing comes down. Absolutely. So here's here's to me the difference between demonetization and GST. Demonetization was just a terrible idea. Idea. The yeah. implementation doesn't matter. Hmm. I think GST is a great idea, With but the implementation, implementation sucks so and they bad. They can't keep changing it because it's still the, difficult to follow. There have, yeah. been a bunch the of, there have been a bunch of GST issues which they have sorted, which should have been sorted from day one, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the idea that a company with less than a crore and a half in turnover should not have to fill out a monthly return. I mean, like that they've sorted now, but that should have been there from day one, right? right? I mean, like there are things like that which are just obvious. There shouldn't be seven different GST rates. There should be three rates, low rate, mid rate, high rate. I mean, like that's it. There's I think they rushed into it also because the reform constituency which voted for them was like, what well, the f*** you guys are doing no reforms, yeah. which is absolutely true. They're not. I mean, this is a socialist government when it comes to economics. It's like right out of Indra Gandhi. I think of Nicola Machiavelli, and just <laughs> which is left to right, right to left. <laughs> in, in, in the optics... So in the optics, in their deeds, this is a government which is right-wing on social issues and left-wing on economic Quickly, issues. Quickly, uh, so Western world GST is a, a 
doing pretty well in countries like America, Australia. America doesn't have GST. No, which countries have GST? Uh, uh, Europe well, has GST. The, the, the European has GST. we follow a model. The European Union had a version of it, but even they had three years of growing pains, even though it was much That's better planned, much better planned, much better planned. So. But are we following their model or are we just doing our own thing? No, no. We, ours is the most complex GST by far, as far as I know, by far. The Indian and, mind. From yeah. Chinakya to Aryabhatta. Yeah. This is given trouble to and, everybody. And, and again, like in like in the case of demonetization, a lot of the impact is on the informal sector, which is really the engine of our country, frankly, the informal sector. Mm-hmm. You know, people use the term informal sector like it's a bad thing. So you but, mentioned the Chaiwal in the beginning and without that, you know, the whole day doesn't... I mean, you, the whole day doesn't start. You destroy everybody. And, and you, people use informal sector as if it's a bad thing, but the, point, the question to ask is why is the informal sector informal in the first freaking place because compliance is so hard because regulations are so crazy and stupid and have been for 80 years and have been for all these decades and and that's part of the reason some people supported Modi in fact that uh, he will simplify things he will make it better and he's has not he, doing any Amit of that. has he Congress plus cow bro as Arun <laughs> Shori said <laughs> alright I, I think we need to wrap but before we, oh, sorry yeah, that's right, that's right. just one thing though I mean like um, I think we should probably one last thing we well, should I have a topic okay, alright go for it uh, we haven't mentioned him for me the greatest man of this uh, century the last 17 years thank you thank you, thank you. Uh, after you mm. Kim Jong-un <laughs> yeah. He's a little worried there. Is it nobody else worried? Because uh, they, the warhead will finally actually work. So yeah. far, it's like Diwali rockets going I mean, the wrong direction. Yeah, have you have you heard of the game of chicken? Please tell us. So chicken in game theory, yeah. there's a game called chicken. Now uh, uh, a real world analog of that is if you've seen Rebel Without a Cause, you remember the scene where the two Games guys game. race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the two guys race towards. How, how the ironic! Huh? Yeah. So that's really the game of chicken. Yeah. Uh, essentially, in a it's nutshell. Like kind who's of. Gonna turn and first? Uh, yeah, who, who's going to stop first? We'll and the thing is, the guy who will win is the guy who can convince the other guy that he's irrational enough to go over the cliff. Now, mm. what Kim might be doing, we don't know this, but the point is... It's not really other irrational yeah, guy that whether, he's more rational. Whether Kim is irrational or not, it is rational for him to pretend to be irrational so the others are a little scared of him and wary of him. But he's dealing so, with the most irrational fellow across the Atlantic. So in many senses, they're both irrational people trying to see who blinks first. So this is Coke versus Pepsi all over again. As long as the bombs don't drop in India, I guess. But they I mean, can. I'm, I'm they can. They have no idea where yeah. they're going. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the worry is less now because if it happens, it's like boom, boom, and we're all done. The earth is done. And then we can all rest because the other problems that we deal with are more like, you know, right now, they are currently happening and we have short-term effects. But this is something that will just elevate the problems to a new level because we'll all be dead. So nothing happens. We're all going to be dead anyway. Yeah, and so, I'm saying just bring the long-term closer, like the self-help book says. I don't know. So aaj karo. I prefer the other one. Hamdo Hamari do, Tisra Kisi Orkudedo. Population will remain the biggest problem as we go to 2018. Stop having children, please, between 10 and 6, use protection. Because a lot of shit happens between 10 and 6. Population is not a six problem and 10. at all. That's a big myth. All right. Thank you, Amit Verma, for being with us. Uh, Thank you for having me. I had a good Please time. keep the population with you. I don't want any more people on my street. <laughs> and Happy New Year. But as we go in to the end of our uh, podcast, yes. we have the EMAs. Yes. Uh, Mr. Verma, your conveyance will be given to you. <laughs> if you have any questions for Cyrus, write to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or you can send an email to whatcyrussays at gmail.com. 
All right, EMA time. Amit Verma has left us. He's a huge exponent of journalism, and he's gone to journalistic school somewhere in Dadar. He's gone to do journalism things. Where yeah. uh, across a snooker table <laughs> with a big cue in his hand, he learns about writing. In the meantime, we have the EMA's writing to us. Okay, uh, Naveen's got the Naveen, question. Yes, I have uh, the first one is from Adarsh. It's not so much of a question. More Adarsh's of a... full name is Adarsh Nagar. Just for those who live yes, in Mumbai. Yes. Go on. He uh, says my friend has just discovered your podcast, and this is all he talks about. Think he has a man. Pause. <laughs> we're so cynical. Oh, huh? We're so cynical. We all like nobody responded. Yeah, like, like, what? Why? The next one is interesting. Wait, wait. Uh, I think he has a man crush on you. Uh, <laughs> this thought you should know. How can you have a man crush? What does it have to say, man? Just say crush now. Yeah. yeah. It means the same thing. Oh, guys. Why can you just use the word homosexual? What's the big exactly. problem? Like, well, how, think, how's well, a man crush the, different than a crush? Yeah. yeah. There's a proof that oh, I'm not no, no, actually no, no, gay. It's just know, a man crush. You guys are wrong. Actually, you're wrong. I mean, let me explain this. Wow. Now I remember. So they have. They, it comes from the other side. It's called a girl crush. So when you're a young girl, you have a crush on older women. It's not so much sexual as in idolizing, and it crosses lines. Neither sometimes. is a man crush. He's not. No, it's no, not no, no, sexual. So I'm assuming this one is not sexual. This is a famous. You'll hear this term a lot in. Kinds of books. So the girl crush is all about the say a twelve-year-old girl who looks up to say a teacher is twenty-two yeah. and wants to be like her, and there's a bit of a crush about it. Yeah. It's not so much sex; it's more innocent. I so just think it's statement insecure about. Yeah, it's like they just don't want to say crush. You just want more. Like, no, I just you want more. Your team, so you come up with anything you no, want. I think there's fluidity. No. People turn don't out to be different. Don't convert my people. What's up? Leave my people alone. I think it's really insecure. It's like state people being insecure. I'm not gay, but I have a man crush on you. Like I want all the guys. Man, nobody gonna assume you're gay. Come down. Exactly. Nobody said the word. You don't get excited. <laughs> he's got a man crush. It's whatever the hell it means. Oh wait, by the way, he's uh, uh, seriously the etymology of man crush. That's what we're discussing right now. <laughs> right now we are. Awesome man. Society is safe. So uh, we can like a first world country. These are problems. How approachable Cyrus is depending uh. on how much of a crush you have on him. By the way, his name is Rajesh Ramaswamy. He sent his name as well. Okay. Oh, he said his friend's name. Yeah, he's he's fat, about forty, no. and really lazy. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about me. Yeah, no, no, the guy still a match made in heaven essentially. <laughs> Okay, right. next one is a big question. This is from Anuj. Uh, he says, uh, "Cyrus, you'll hate me for not uh, knowing much about the Beatles' legacy. So, if uh, you I had would to, I hate him because you uh, love you love Beatles you so much, so, but I don't care who. Yeah, you don't hate people. people for their ignorance. My dad told me very nice thing when I, when I was young and I could understand what he was saying. His accent, Parsi accent, was less, uh, and that was very clear. He says, if you like something and nobody else likes it, it's even better." It's like it's yours, mm. so that's why I love test cricket. And when nobody wants to watch, I'm even happier. Nobody wants to discuss it. I'm even happier. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, not Anand. If I want to follow his career, even though it's going on the decline, and nobody else does, I'm good with that. Mm. Okay. Two How many titles did Vishy Anand win in terms of uh, three? Uh, three. You mad boy from hell. <laughs> <laughs> The moment of the year. This is the moment of the year. This, ladies and gentlemen, was the moment of 2017. Not GST. Not the repealing of demonetization. Not the World Cup. This is it. Yeah. Go on. Short. Make fun of that. Okay. So, but I'm going to ask you to always do question number three. Don't spoil it. Someone make sure you link that old three with the three. Yeah, loop, loop. Okay, so by the way, I'm just saying I want to fully enjoy the genius of Beatles. And what would you suggest the five or ten greatest songs that a noob should check out first? It's rubbish. It's like asking him to take two plays in Shakespeare, Hamlet, and Macbeth, and that's it. That's thirty-six. We can give him the top five at least. Start from. This is not top five. This is the Beatles. I'll give him everything. Is hey Jude first? No, you don't do that. Then let it go. 
Let it go, no, let, let it be. It, let it oh, sorry. Count one, shit, two, three. Princess Elsa, there's a Beatles song. Beatles song, it starts like that. One, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? Do you know this one? No, you don't know. You always know the obscure one. My point to him is if you like the Beatles or you want to know more about the Beatles, don't force it on you. Listen to anything. See if it's something that you like. And if you don't, just let it go. It's not a big deal. You don't have to. Pick a couple of albums and just listen to them. Listen to the White Album, listen to Sgt. Pepper. Strawberry Fields. Yeah, just listen to a couple of albums. Strawberry Fields is not an album, it's a song. But he's saying something else. Sorry. So Sergeant Pepper's Strawberry Fields. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Just pick a couple of albums and Correct. just listen to them, right? Yeah. I mean, like and, uh, the, the Beatles are like you know, I mean, like that was a time when albums were important. It wasn't all singles. So, I mean, like no. singles aren't. Well, really the singles the right started day. it. The Love Me Do, Please Yeah, but please I still I feel like and then Beatles, the yeah, Beatles are Actually, best. Sergeant Pepper is a very epic moment it in is. music. Yeah, yeah, it is. And every single musician today, including non-musicians like Justin Bieber, your personal friend, they all drawn from Sergeant Pepper at some point. No, but all the '60s and '70s albums, right? And the '80s albums, even right? The album itself is important, right? I mean, like. Now, created to yeah. like flow yeah. in exactly. some sort of track so it, order yeah. that yeah. there was like an entire storyline to the whole yeah. thing yeah. videos it's, and everything it's not just about the individual Absolutely. songs right I mean like so, let, so our advice to you is just let them grow on you Beatles but of course in Mumbai it's more about cockroach issues yeah. uh, if you want to pick an album I'd say pick with the white album Oh, that's tough. I would never. It's like having 14 children and deciding which it's, one is the best. It's, it's, there, there's enough no over there that you'll get something <laughs> out of it. Sergeant right? I mean, like, Pepper is one of the most uh, uh, more eclectic, flexible. Yeah. All it does is consume on that album, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You Last question. Oh, what, what, diamonds. What, 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 why? Why would you say that? No, but, but it's true, right? Lucy spoke in the sky about it. The 60s was a time for all that. So let's point fingers. So we address that. What's the harm? What do you think our parents did? Your mother. It's not like we How do you think we came out? More 70s, but you know, they used dozen hospital as well. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you back in. <laughs> I was born in at 3 no. uh, a.m. No. <laughs> you were born after Lenin died. Who cares? Come on. All right, last question uh, with BJP being restricted to a mere 99 seats in the recent Gujarat assembly elections, do you think our uh, Gando Vikas has fought some of its sanity back? Wow, what is Gando? I mean? Okay, don't let's not get into that. It's a little bit of a, a take on. Uh, the famous Vikas, but the point is, we discussed this, and I'm sure we've discussed this in the show already. Uh, we Gujarat, spoke about this a little bit we have, uh, we have. a couple of weeks ago. A couple yeah. of weeks ago, Gujarat elections has been a bit of a slap on the face, yeah. uh, a little bit of egg here and there, no doubt about that. 9980 mm-hmm. is like there was a contest. Would have been even better, a little closer, but yeah, yeah no, it's uh, the fact that there's a competitive election is good. There was a competitive election in Gujarat was good. That, mm. I think, is a sign of the times and democracy will survive and revive itself in 2019, hopefully. And India will mm. have choices to make. Mm. Yeah. And what choice will you make, Naveen? The I hand will... or the tulip? The tulip. Or the, or the lotus? Because it's a new party. Tulip sounds interesting. <laughs> tulip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the broom. Isn't the broom... Uh, uh, What's the broom? Ah, that's uh, Kejriwal. And yeah, they're going to be all India, right? All right. Yeah. Okay, listen, this is the end of the year. End of the year. Yes. So I think we should all say something nice to the seven people who write into us all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say uh, be more optimistic. Uh, this will be a good year for you if you believe in that. Who are you? Jaggi Dupal or Bajin Darwal? Seven people are listening. I'm like, what are you predicting their futures for? The poor guy will believe you. He'll invest all his stock today. He'll drop everything. I didn't say any of that. You said that. You said in yourself. Believe in believing now. Yeah, I'm just like more like if you want to pose naked in a beach okay. or something like that. Mine is the most sexual reference. I would like to say that there's a lot of sexual frustration, especially with people in my age group, Amit's age group, over 38, um, B or D, as the case may be. My point is, uh, get over your sexual frustration, learn to masturbate. It will save a lot of people a lot of time. Well, it takes some time, but the point is that you'll not hassle other people. So that's my message to everybody. Play with yourself. Okay. My message is a lot more simple. Listen to more podcasts. The Gujarati again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Dando. I know. <laughs> bolo, bolo, bolo. Oh, God. I don't uh, have any advice. I think uh, my advice is um, 
just take care of your skin, guys. <laughs> what, do I, what do you think I say? What, what, what did I say? It's a Not, similar thing. I meant on your face and stuff. Oh. <laughs> That's a direct you know, message Do people ever really look at the face? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Okay, catch us on any of the podcasting apps. Please, we beg you. We need you. If you have any questions, write to us online. And uh, you can mail us as well. We will answer. We have a doctor in the house called May. And that's what Cyrus says.